You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who's from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David Shapiro is the one person that said, this is just a knee-jerk reaction. Everything will be back to normal and it's thin conditions and etc. And of course, I wanted it to carry on a little bit just so I can talk about something. <laughs> uh, but David, you're absolutely right. Look at the JSE, over 2% higher today. So no, it's not that it's been Omricon. Omnicon, yeah. Omnicon. It's not that it's forgotten, but I think the initial reaction, as you quite rightly pointed out, was slightly exaggerated. You, you, you know what, Lindsay? And I'm not, I'm no medical man, and I'm certainly not going to give a medical report or even challenge uh, anybody in the health industry. But anecdotally, it just didn't feel like. Uh, things were collapsing here and the hospitals were filling up and things were happening. They might have picked, you know, we've picked up from the low levels that we saw, mm. but, you know, you you start to pick up talk from around the table. Oh, so-and-so's got COVID and, and, you know, issues like that. And where people have got COVID, they weren't admitted to hospital, you know. And so you suddenly said, listen, it doesn't sound anywhere close to as bad as perhaps uh, the reaction has been. So, you know, I, I, I just felt from that point of view, okay, this is, this is quite harsh. You know, it's, it, it just, uh, with, my, with my nose to the uh, ground here or my ear to the ground, whatever the correct uh, description is, you mm-hmm. know, it just didn't feel like it was something that serious. And uh, the stories that were coming out, and this has been around for some time now. You know, it's not like we, are, we just discovered it. Um, you start to see the build-up. And from that point of view, um, that's why I said, you know, it just doesn't seem as severe um, as, 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 as the markets are reacting to it. And that's why I thought, well, we, you know, and, I, I, and I've no doubt that when the tests do come out, they will say that uh, you're getting sufficient coverage with, you know, with your vaccinations and so on. But, but there are a lot of stories that we can talk about, you know, that we still have to talk about that, that have uh, been highlighted or exposed by this. Yes. And, and those are the important issues, yeah. I suppose if someone had said, look, this, um, th- th- this um, Chinese person uh, working at the animal market in Wuhan uh, two years ago yeah. has suddenly contracted this virus and we don't really know what it is, the market wouldn't, wouldn't have reacted. But then, of course, it should have reacted because it spread so fast. So maybe mm. that, this, that nature is staying ahead of us and ahead of, uh, ahead of Pfizer and AstraZeneca and Oxford University and things. Yeah. And maybe it does... Uh, become a more sinister iteration of what we're used to, but hopefully not, because uh, Mr. Ramaphosa seemed quite in- indignant last night when talking to well, the yeah. Afrophobic uh, Europeans. He wouldn't have acted like that if he felt threatened. He's very, very concerned about the economy, and I don't think we would compromise the economy for, for health, uh, and he would also protect his hospitals, yes. and I think that's what we watch. But, um, um, you know, so, yes, he was right to be a little angry. I mean, we discovered this. It was discovered here. It might not have come from here. I don't know. But I think whichever, where I'm getting to, Lindsay, is that I, I'm. I, I, there have been a lot of videos circulating and a lot of even Ramaphosa and everybody cry, cries foul, you know, victimized South Africans. We're not victimized. No. You know, we, we, I, I really mean this in a strong way, and I say it because – you want a reaction. You want people to do the right thing. We've been very casual about this. You know, we, 
there's there there are enough vaccines. If you want a vaccine, Lindsay, you'll get the vaccine. You know, you don't have to you don't have to stand in any long lines or queues waiting. You want one, you can arrange one. And what what's happened here is we. D- we, we don't care, and especially the youngsters. There are hundreds of people that I talk to, and I'm exaggerating a little, but there's, you know, people, young people couldn't care. Oh, I'm not going for a vaccine. It's fine. And that's the kind of attitude. And unless what, what, what has been exposed, unless you get global, you know, vaccinations and you do this globally, this is going to keep coming back at us all the time. And, and, and that's where I get the anger. It's interesting you talk about young people because my daughter, I was chatting to her as we do habitually once a week and she offloads on me and I'll offload on her and it's all, you know, we'll moan and everything. But mm-hmm. um, she um, she was, um, in True Williams style, rather hung over about a week ago on a Friday evening <laughs> and also on the Saturday morning she said, she, Annabelle, if you're listening, I'm sorry to reveal this, but uh, she said to me, Dad, I'm not, actually I'm not hung over, I'm still drunk from the night before. So that's absolutely fine. <laughs> so she said, I'm cancelling. <laughs> I'm cancelling my Saturday lunch party with, with with a group of friends, all of which are in their mid-twenties. And her boyfriend yeah. went along to it, um, you know, flying the flag for the relationship. And she said that t- there were 13 people there. 12 of the 13 tested positive uh, two oh, or three days God. later for COVID. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're strong and they're fit and they're, it, it's, yeah, it's not life-threatening or, yeah. or anything, but they hadn't been vaccinated. Well, some had, actually, yeah. uh, but, but yeah. some hadn't. So that casual attitude is mm. a, a little bit disturbing mm. and they should really get a grip on yeah. themselves and just get a jab. It takes yeah. five minutes. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm pointing at, you know, with uh, uh, that, that that's where it's happening. It's, it's really an, I'd say, under 30 or under 35 crowd that, that that don't give a damn, and uh, I I get very concerned because those kind of parties are taking place all the time, and uh, dinners are taking place all the time, and that's where the spread comes. Mm. And no matter how careful you are, you get invited to a dinner. We're tired of being locked down. We go there. There are a couple of young kids or some grandchildren, whatever it is, and boom, you know, one of their friends is picked it up from school so until and and the one conversation i did hear this morning was from a a medical officer or a person involved um in 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 the medical field who said um you know and the more she was actually pushing for the booster vaccine and saying you know once you get that you're starting to reduce not only um the threat that you're going to get it but also your transmission in other words transmission comes down dramatically that you don't pass it on so I, we we australia did it australia were very casual about it they they just ignored it and then uh government said okay you'll go into lockdown mm-hmm. and they went into lockdown until such time as they got 95 percent uh vaccination rate and you know that if you're at home and you're not getting vaccinated well as long as you're not vaccinated you're going to prolong the uh, the lockdown, and I think we've got to start taking attitudes like that. There's you know, a meeting. Got to say, mm. Mm. there's a meeting of um, uh, world health ministers. I think um, mm. yeah, I don't know if it's a G7 um, 
uh, organised meeting. But anyway, and I think the South African Health Minister is about to uh, give a blistering attack during his speech. I don't know if it's happening now or it has just happened, but it's certainly happening uh, quite soon about the way that the West, the West have treated um, Southern African uh, countries. That you know the knee joke that you spoke to me about on on Thursday, yeah. I think it was. Um, but anyway, Lindsay, I can't. I, I'm not. Gonna, I just. I just think that we've got to start looking at ourselves. You know, stop blaming, uh, stop blaming everybody for our situation, whatever it is, whether it's Eskom, whether it's whatever, our history, our education, our health. We can do it. We don't show the commitment here. You know, we haven't shown. And what happened? Our previous health minister, what did he do? He got involved in uh, in, in 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 that. Uh, protective equipment you know yeah. he was hustling on the side making money for himself so that's where we come from you know that's that's the kind of nation that we are and and we've got to start being responsible you know it's like some kids who had difficult childhoods i know it affects you but somewhere along the line you've got to take responsibility for your own for your you know for, for your own future so i'm quite angry and i just say you know <laughs> just get hold of it just start vaccinating the nation force people businesses must force people to you know you you don't want to be vaccinated don't come to work because you're going to spread yeah, don't go to the bar you, don't go to the restaurant don't get on a bus without yeah, a mask exactly. it's very simple it's your choice no, but it's my choice as a bus operator to not yeah. let you on my bus so exactly off if you would yeah. do. Uh, David let's have a look at the stock yeah, exchange I'm radical, yeah yeah exactly. okay. it's not radical mm -hmm. it's just common mm -hmm. sense and I, these people mm -hmm. that everyone's an expert I mean look at us we don't know what we're talking about really when it comes to no, medical me medical matters <laughs> but we read a little bit and we can uh, we can decipher what is what what mm -hmm. is said and take out what is sensationalist and what is reasonable and mm -hmm. what is good just get on with it as you say david stock exchange news service now what is yeah, happening with yeah. the platinum merry-go-round what on earth is I, going you, on you know what happened okay i'm giving you my interpretation Thank i you. hope it's correct good when impala made a bid for royal buffer king yeah it entered into an agreement to buy shares from certain institutions uh, which were named alan gray coronation 91 companies i don't know mandg and abex so it entered into a firm agreement, uh, we will buy shares at a certain price. Now what's happened is that the deal's gone the other way, but that agreement still stood. And therefore, Impala are honoring it by taking the shares, 70 million shares away. So the legal so teams got, got together and they said, yeah. listen, uh, mm -hmm. in Northern, North, it's all very well for Northern to do this. So what do they do then? They cancel that deal or Impala takes the Northern shares that Northern bought in Royal Bafficking? How does it work? Because I'm losing track of it yeah, now. Yeah, well, you see, you see what Royal, uh, Northern didn't buy, Northern only bought a certain amount of shares. Yes. It didn't buy everything. They increased their stake. So these are all, yeah, that's exactly. So these are all little bitty deals all over the place. So at the end, Impala will will end up with uh, 24 and a half or whatever it is, 25%. I can't, I don't know what the exact amount is, about 24 and a half percent odd of uh, Royal Baffert. It says here, Arising out of the previous agreement. But firm intention to make an offer to acquire all of the shares in Royal Baffert King. And that's why, well, and yeah. I don't know why Impala's up five and two thirds percent, but I understand why uh -huh. Royal Baffert King uh -huh. is up 16% as we speak yeah. before the market closes. So they're buying everything. So it'll, it, that's well, another one. They that, want to buy it, but they won't get those shares, you know, because oh. there have been other agreements. You know what I mean? So this all arises out of uh, the previous agreement. 
Hmm. And uh, that's 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 why this is happening. So they'll end up with that stake, and Northern will also end up with that cross-holding with Royal Buffer King. So this is just going to be another shareholder oil. All that Impala is doing is replacing uh, the other institutions. You know that that would have been there. So it's not a it's it. I think it arises out of a very firm undertaking. Yes. That uh, was given at the time of the other deal. And obviously, there were legal implications around that. So, you know, when you, you know, Lindsay, when we read these deals, and I'm saying when you've got a full page of, of, of uh, SINs announcements coming out, and then you have to go and decipher all these lengthy things, you say, hold on a sec. You know, I haven't got the whole day. Just give me an executive summary. What does it mean? Yes. You know, put it into layman's language. <laughs> yes, you know, then, then we can understand exactly what. What, what, what's happened? So I'm giving you my interpretation, which is which is based on a quick read through of, uh, of 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 you know of this complicated document. But I think this is where it comes through. Yeah, a lot of rumbles in Rustenburg and it's on very wrong. Uh, mm. It's been going on and I'm sure they'll work it out. But I tell you what, corporate advisors, investment banks and lawyers will be rubbing their hands together and say, let's just keep this going. Let's just keep, <laughs> keep this going for a while. And some shareholders I mean, doing very well as well. If you own Royal Buffer King, yeah. you're 16% better off today if you sell mm. right now. Well, I, yeah, mm. I suppose they can sell. I suppose it is a firm offer. Yeah. Uh, Firm off. So, That's what it says in front of me now. And uh, Royal Baffer mm. King responds to firm intention announcement by yeah. Platts regarding an offer to acquire all of the shares of RB Platts. So what can it say? It's say, no, I'm sorry, we're going back. Anyway, it's very complicated. <laughs> It'll all come out in the wash. Uh, mm. But a, a, nice, mm. a, a nice little sideshow, although it's not a sideshow. You know show. what I'm sorry about, Lindsay? You Go know on. what I'm, I really am sorry about? Mm -hmm. I know Impala's got the money, okay? And, and, and perhaps they would have taken over, or hopefully this does come about I, we need investment in this country i know we don't want reckless investment and we don't want people with money to do stupid things and waste shareholder money but i would have really you know hoped that impala did something else and expanded its operation elsewhere or looked like we're you know uh, looked to do something else in the country which would be job creating uh, you know buying another buying into royal buffer king doesn't really uh, help anything, you know, Northern and that. Hopefully down the line they will expand the operation. I don't know. You know, but that's what I'm looking to at the moment. You know, you're looking for expansion here, uh, but new businesses being uh, opened that are going to create further employment, not just cross-holdings, you know, not I'll sell you shares and you'll sell me back other shares. You know, that doesn't really help us. No, it doesn't. Let's have a look at something that has helped um, a yeah. particular bank. It says here, and this is part of um, uh, a voluntary trading update. I love it when it's voluntary because yes. it's either really good or really bad. And this is quite good. Revenues continued to recover, this bank says, supported by higher average balances, a growing client base, improved sales and higher activity levels relative to the comparative period, i.e. the 10 months uh -huh. to uh, end of October last year. Uh, yeah. In South Africa, card spend recovered to 2019 levels, while merchant mm. acquiring turnover was well in excess thereof. In yeah. Africa regions, just to conclude, transaction volumes also reflected good growth. Trading revenue has been better than expected in recent months. Standard Bank share price vaulting its way above 5%. These are, these are startling numbers, given that we've, you and I have been rather cynical about the banking sector. I, I remain cynical, I, because the, the comparative period is 2010, and 2019 wasn't exactly uh, an exuberant year. 
you know, the economy remains down. I, I, to explain it and why I remain skeptical is that banks will only in, banks will only uh, prosper in an environment that 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 are laid out now, where businesses are expanding. You know, that's where they make their money. They don't make money out of out of me taking an overdraft if I ever do. And you know, it's you you take out of big corporate deals or big corporate transactions, financing something of a large nature. That's where banks will make money, you know, not and, 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 and until our economy starts to expand uh, and we start to see big investment taking place here in infrastructure or in industry or in mining, then you'll get the banks doing well. But until then, we're bumbling along um, because, uh, you know, with social grants are being spent and people are making a little bit here and there and someone's buying a new motor car. Uh, our economy is not sufficiently strong enough to to really uh, support the kind of growth you know that would attract me into banks. So you know that's my take on it. Unless you're a capitech which is specifically focused on a on a niche market, you know, and and are doing very well. But these larger banks, you know, uh, Investec used to make their money by selling you know by financing golf courses and which. Uh, Property was sold. You know, there were there was a that, there was activity and lending you know, money to dentists when they first started. Exactly, that's that's how they did start. And the dentists, there were you know many more. That's not happening. That's not happening in any large way. So we just we're just turning over. The results are good. The results are you know they're adequate. But they're not there. They're not going to give you a, a lot of excitement. Tell me something. What does JAWS mean when it, when it comes to banking results and banking trading? Have you, have you heard the word JAWS? Mm. What does JAWS mean? Uh, well, that's, the, that's the, the shift in the rate that you buy and the rate that you sell. In other words, you borrow money at one rate and then you uh, – you you lend it, lend off it at out another, at another one, okay? Another rate, yeah. So uh, I think if those jaws are starting to open. You know, there are many many ways for uh, we're we're a chart where where one thing's going down and the other's going up. You know, it starts to open. So there's normally a relationship between uh, what you borrow money from. You know, in other words, what you pay your deposit holders and what you lend it out at. And if the demand for money increases. Of course, in the long term, you know, then those rates go up, and you're able to, uh, you know, you're able to expand. Um, you're, you're able to expand your margins, but that's, I said, you know, that that's not really happening. David, I, I just, I'll just I read just, you the I last just, uh, uh, last uh, couple of sentences go. from the uh, Standard Bank Trading Update, voluntary. Uh, costs remain well managed, which is good. So revenue's going up, costs are going down. So bottom line and top line seem to be doing quite well. Cost growth was driven by higher activity and performance-related costs, including incentives. While we expect negative jaws for full year 21, I still can't get over that. I've never read it before. Where have I been? We expect, oh, I what you mean. We yeah. expect jaws to narrow relative to first half 2021 that, that would be the cop that would probably meaning in that respect i'm just reading that mm. you know that could be the the cost to income ratio kind of thing you know maybe yes. that's uh widening or narrowing whatever they're referring to jewels yeah. okay it's it's margin okay use it as you know just look at it as margin yeah thank you i suppose these and there might be operational issues around it in other words operational gearing around it 
Yeah, these PR people have got to jazz it up a little bit, and whoever did that years mm. ago, that's great. You know, the Jaws. I understand it now, Jaws. Good. Uh, David, anything else? Any other corporate stories you know that you saw today? You interesting for you? Yeah. Yes. Maybe Rock, uh, Rock Castle. Right. I like the story because they might not – I like it from where you are, and and this is something that I find incredibly interesting. You know, they're migrating from the Isle of Man uh, to the Netherlands. Okay. In other words, they're listing. I know they have to do it via Luxembourg. I don't know all the implications in that. But what's very interesting is how Netherlands is growing as a financial center. It really is. And capturing all, yeah, and capturing all these listings. You know, this is just another one. And it's, it, it, it's at the expense of the UK. So, uh, you know, we always thought that uh, Frankfurt would challenge uh, uh, the UK. But I mean, and Netherlands is growing as a as a centre where people want to list their business. I know, you know, uh, what's the name's there? A process is there now. Nepi, Nepi moving there, so. Mm. And it is, and it, and it, and it's it has so many uh, implications for you know ordinary people like me because I lived in Rotterdam oh. for four and a half years, and eventually uh, you get. I think you get, the, as a landlord, you have the right to raise your rent by 8% a, a year. I, I don't know why they came up with that, and I may be talking out of turn. But anyway, it just became too expensive to have a, mm. a two-bedroom flat in the centre of Rotterdam, which is where I wanted to be. Great internet, you know, you can just walk down to the shops, you don't have to have a car, all that sort of stuff. And it just mm. became, it got to the point where the sort of flat I wanted was two and a half thousand euros a month, which is, let's call it 50,000 for a fairly ordinary two-bedroom apartment. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll move out. I'll move out to, to the to the, to the countryside, and I've still got good uh, internet because it's across the country. Um, but now I'm seeing everywhere I go in this little town called Middleburg, which is historic and it's got good infrastructure and it's big enough to be interesting, small enough to be intimate. And there are skips outside houses in, in, in so many streets because people have bought old houses from this uh, 17th, 18th, 19th yeah. centuries, doing it up and going to live there. And they're big. They're big three-story houses. You know, the old East wow. India, um, uh, Dutch oh. East India Company used to have a big base here. And they say it, it's quite – it's got a very, very rich heritage, mm. uh, rich both in architecture mm. and history, but also rich when it comes to money. And suddenly houses are – people are gazumping. I had a friend who tried to buy a house for 499000 thousand euros three bedrooms three stories and um you have to put in your bid and then the bidding closes at a certain time and then they open the envelopes and say oh wait a second 4.99 was the asking price this bloke's bid 5.10 and so it knocks everybody else out that's what's happening people are moving out and it's the same sort of thing i think that's happened in the sure. united states of america people moving out of new york and going to get bigger places because they want to have a gym and uh, it's yeah. maybe ch cheaper and nicer for a family the Netherlands is booming, David. I know. I Well, you can pick it up. You know, you can pick it up. And also, I think it's the quality of life there as well. Mm. Um, I, I, one finds that I don't know, I don't know Germany well enough in that. But you, you find, you know, if you can get into Switzerland, you're finding people are setting up homes there and, and, and quite, you know, uh, quite happy to be there. If South Africans are going to Portugal, they're, they're able to buy properties there, and you know, which gives them citizenship. And uh, so you are finding a, a migration to Europe, which is you know very interesting. I, I obviously UK would be our 
you know, UK would be the, the first destination you want to go through. But yes. a lot of other people are choosing, you know, are choosing uh, Europe. Yeah. So, it, but but from a financial point of view, um, yeah, it's um, you know it's happening. It's a lot more companies being listed there, and interesting companies, which are not interesting in the UK. And I, so 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 your your tech businesses there are also starting to boom. And is it because the, the uh, Amsterdam Stock Exchange makes it easier uh, and Could cheaper be. to be there, or is it just because of what you just said? This is a, a country that, that's booming, and it's it's almost like a hub. I mean, um, Schiphol Airport, for example, is a hub for going to yeah. other places in Europe and going yeah. to the Middle East and uh, going to Africa. There's there's so many brilliant communications and infrastructure in this country. Is it because of that? I, it could be. Easy, you know, definitely. But I think one has to, uh, you know, one has to appreciate it and, and recognize it. And I think uh, the UK has to now um, start to understand that, you know, and, 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 and uh, mount a challenge to get people to come back. Mm. That was our natural inclination was to go to the UK. But I mean, there's competition definitely coming. Talking about Nepi Rockcastle, another company that, uh, or two companies that came out with. An announcement today in the property sector, uh, Redefined Properties Limited offer to acquire additional shares in EPP, that's the Polish company, isn't mm, it? Mm. And withdrawal of cautionary. So EPP That's been going for a long time, yeah. yeah. But it disappears yeah. from the mm. JSC and that's, uh, that's definitive yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, yeah, that's been known for some time. Look, I think there's a lot of cleaning up being done at the moment. I don't know, there might be costly structures involved and so on. Um, I'm not the best property expert <laughs> but I, I, I just look at markets of uh, the u.s markets have opened now and starting to uh, you know starting to pick up as well and make up what they lost on 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 friday uh, our market here is very strong yeah I mean, it's particularly strong and and you know from from the massive sell-off that we saw on friday and it was it was really brutal and harsh uh, we virtually recovered, I think, what we've lost. You know, we're back in the 70,000. Mining companies doing well, financial companies doing well. What hasn't done any well, hasn't done well is the rent, which remains at 1615. Mm. Lindsay, I, I don't know whether we spoke about this. Or, yeah. the, the other thing that, that was interesting and, and on, on Friday, when we had this uh, this news come out and people started to panic, um, gold didn't go up. No. And Bitcoin didn't go up. <laughs> what went up was the dollar and the 10-year. Yeah, well, the 10-year bond yield, yield fell up. and uh, yeah. the bond market went up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was below yeah. 150 at one stage. Yeah, mm. yeah. In the, in the 140, uh, yeah, 148 or even 144. I can't remember where, where it settled in that. And the dollar got very strong. And uh, but but Bitcoin did nothing, you know. And and I, I start to question whether or not it's big enough yet or whatever. But um, it was quite you know it's quite interesting to see that uh, to, to just to notice that that people still want the dollar. And gold also was pretty disappointing. 
Yeah, it's still mired uh, just below uh, 1,800. Bitcoin is up mm. about 5.5% mm. today. The oil price was interesting, down 12% on Friday, which is extraordinary. <laughs> uh, that's really one of the biggest moves I've ever seen in the oil price on normal trading days anyway. And now it's up about 6%. The again. worst thing is, is, is that all our statements were sent out on Friday, you know, oh, because we always do it on the it. last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, David, uh, so we've got a nice bounce back, which is very, very good. We've got the US yeah. jobs data coming out on Friday, um, and we've got a lot of football this week, because this week is a Tuesday, yes. Wednesday, Thursday. Premier League games are, are spread out over oh. the thing. It's one of those midweek uh, things that they, they have. It's like twice or three times a year they do that. So all the teams in the Premiership are playing over the weekend. For the first time, I wanted Manchester United to win. Firstly, because I, I wanted Chelsea—I wanted Chelsea I, I to lose. I wanted Chelsea yeah, to lose. I was on your side. Yeah, because yeah. Manchester City—that would help Manchester City. But mm. also, I like mm. the way that Michael Carrick, who's a journeyman and he's just been replaced by that German fellow yeah. Ralph uh, Ranrick, um, uh, but but he had yeah. the courage. As as, yeah. as someone who's in the shadow of Ronaldo, to drop Ronaldo to the bench. Yeah. And I, I like the yeah, way that Ronaldo playing. reacted, actually, because he, yeah. he really went out there and said, right, if you're going to drop me, I'll show you what you've been missing. But, of course, as soon as he came on, Chelsea equalised, but that's got nothing to yeah. do with it. But I enjoyed <laughs> but it was, that game. I enjoyed the game. Yeah, I, I did too. I, likewise. And I'm happy for uh, Michael Carrick. Yeah, he's a decent person, mm. and his strategy worked. They were frustrated. I, you, you, know, you know what intrigued me, though? When you look at the depth of um, Chelsea's squad, and you looked and saw who was on the bench and what they could draw on, and they couldn't score, you know, against what was a, a Man United side under a lot of pressure. Mm. But they held on. Yeah. You know, they held on and they gave it everything. I'm just sorry that, you know, I, I loved that goal. I mean, it was such a mess. But, Wasn't um, it great? I mean, tell, yeah, yeah, Man United's gone. And then I hoped that they would hold on. I just hope that, you so know. Did I. And uh, anyway... <laughs> Sad. The weather was awful. I mean, if 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 uh, up north, I was watching some of the you know the other games. I mean, the city was against shocking. city yeah. against West Ham. Yeah. It was quite funny. I was watching it's it and terrible. I thought, this is a team that is backed by billions and billions and billions from the Middle East, and you've got these chaps from Manchester going out with shovels, taking the <laughs> taking the snow off there. <laughs> Surely they've got some fancy machine that just sucks it up Look or something. No, no, you got blokes in uh, anoraks. <laughs> Sweeping it off the pitch. It was, it was very funny. Okay, David, thank you very much for your time. Okay. That's David Shapiro from Sassoon Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.